Hello, everybody. Before we jump into today's into today's episode, I wanted to give a little intro to our guest, Andrew Malott. If you guys have been following along with the podcast, he is the OG guest for Simply Finance with Shane White. He is the first guest now who has been on the podcast three times, so three-time uh, guest of the show. Um, he's a good friend of mine, was the best man in my wedding, um, and we actually talked about a lot of fun topics today. Uh, Andrew, uh, we announced on the show, uh, has made a career change into real estate, so we dive into some real estate, um, a little bit about sports gambling, and reflecting on uh, a year of investing for him. Um, actually he was, like I said, guest number one. And so at that time, my first interview for the podcast, which now listening back to it is quite rough. Um, you know, he was just getting into investing. So back then he was just trying to really, excuse me, get his feet wet and, uh, and figure out what was what. And so he's been doing it for a year now and it was fun to catch up and to find out how it's been going. Um, and then, as always, um, I wanted to make sure we give a shout out to our main sponsor of the podcast, Routine. Um, when we sleep, we lose about a pound to a pound and a half of water, um, just sweating it out while we sleep. Routine um, is a brand that is built on trusted ingredients made convenient. Uh, what I love, and I'll, I'll back up, uh, their, their product called Morning Routine. Uh, I, I do have it in the morning. Me and my wife, Kelly, uh, we're both obsessed with it. And honestly, we usually have it at night too. So I, I actually love having it at night, especially if I've had like a glass of wine or something. And I just want to make sure I wake up hydrated and recovered. Um, they come in little single serve packets. This is the morning routine product they sell. Um, each one, each packet contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, and all six essential electrolytes. The biggest piece, no sugar at all. You literally just tear a pack, uh, mix with 20 ounces of water, um, and you drink it up. It tastes delicious. To be honest, I pour it in, and I end up just chugging the, the uh, container most of the time. It's it's delicious. Um, and, and morning routine is like their, their main product that they sell. It's like their most, uh, I would say like it's their headline product by far. It's what they design. It's their, their newest, biggest design, but they also have, um, a green superfoods mix. This one, to be honest, I, I actually, I'm not a, I wouldn't say I love veggies. I eat veggies a lot, but like if you're someone who, um, isn't a huge fan of getting your vegetables, the green superfoods has fruits and veggies, and it's literally just, you keep it in the fridge, you just take a scoop, same thing, put it in your water, um, and it gives you, you know, the veggies, the fruits that you need in your diet to stay healthy. They also have vitamin D uh, tinctures. Um, they have apple cider vinegar gummies and elderberry gummies, and they're going to be coming out with a lot of new products. Um, love the team there, and uh, Jake, the founder, he's been on here, he's a good friend of mine. Hope you guys give it a shot. If you want to try any of their products, go over to yourroutine.com. That's Y-O-U-R. R-O-U-T-I-N-E.com and use code Shane White 30 at checkout for 30% off your first order. Um, I only want to talk about brands on here that I get behind that I love and that I want all of you guys to benefit from um, being my audience. So give routine a try. I, I You guys are going to love it. I'm telling you right now. All right, everybody. Without further ado, Andrew Malat. All right, Andrew, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Hey, good. You? Good, good. Round three. You're the first person who's been on here three times, by the way, so congrats. Maybe I'm becoming a fan favorite. I know. You definitely are. You were the first person to be on twice, and now you're the first person to be on three times. Do I have the most downloads? By far. Oh, yeah. Overall, yeah. maybe, just because this will be my third time. Ooh, probably not. Maybe, though, maybe. There's some big news today, so we're going to have to market the shit out of this one and get it out there. Enroll that way. Um, yep. So I wanted to start off. Let's start off actually with the uh, stock market and investing. Um, we just chatted before we started recording. Uh, you've been doing this for almost a year now. The, you were my you were my 
officially my first guest. And then we did episode 100 together. Um, So you've been doing the investing thing for a year, a crazy year to get started with investing, I'll say. What has it been like? Give everyone a little download. What are some like, you know, big takeaways from your first year of getting after it? Uh, It's been a roller coaster, really. Started at rock bottom uh, last March, about a year ago when coronavirus first hit. And it did nothing but go up from there, basically. And um, basically, after the first of the year, this year, things kind of got worse. And so basically, (laughs) throughout my whole year, I've looked at it as I was more of a trader, I would say. Yeah. Okay. And then now it's become more of a investment, you know, cause I think there's a big difference between the two. Yeah. I talk about that a lot. Just like yep. there's really like two types of people. And the way this market is now, I think it's really hard and disappointing to be a trader, but long-term play, I think that's where you need to be now. It's where you need to focus before this. I mean, this thing really needs to level out because it has not been good. I'm sitting was the on first... the other screen. And it's, I mean, it's good today, but right. It's, I was gonna say today was the first day I looked at my phone. I'm like, Ooh, I'm up, I'm up over a percent. This is big. Yep. It's been a, it's been a rough few months really too. I mean, it's honestly, been, since the beginning of the year, it's been pretty bad since the first year. And, um, no, yeah, no, it's been nothing but going down really. And like I said, just trying to invest more and stop looking at it as much. Okay. Yeah. I used to be, I'd check my phone 10 times a day. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. be nothing but nothing but disappointment in the past couple, you know, couple months. Well, you kind of have to do that too if you're going to be trading. I but know, I if know. You're, if but... you're if you're trying to get in and out of stuff, that that's why it's tough. If you don't have the time to put into it, it's uh, it becomes really difficult. I just feel like if you pay attention to it too much, if you constantly watch it, you're going to make stupid mistakes. It makes yeah. you freak out. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you... most people get emotional, right? Because exactly. I, you know you got to be able to know when you want to get out and let the numbers do the numbers. And exactly. when it hits a number, you dr- either you have a stop loss in or you sell it yourself and you can't get emotional. Right. Yeah. Let it do its thing and uh, just be patient. Yeah. Play it smart. Know your cut loss points, you know, know where you want to be and go from there. So what is, what has been like the biggest surprise from a year ago when you just were putting your first dollars into you use Robin hood, don't you? Yeah, I still use Robinhood, yeah. even though that's probably very controversial to most. Oh people. yeah, definitely. I know I've been promoting it. I've been promoting Robinhood so hard the last year since I started this, and uh, I haven't really got a lot of. I haven't gotten a lot of flack for it, but um, it's definitely controversial now. It's just funny. <laughs> I would have never thought that. <laughs> if people ask, they're like, "What what platform do you use?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm still on Robinhood," and they're like, "Why?" You know, after they what they did with GameStop and a couple of those stocks or whatever. Yeah, it's just like, well, didn't like every platform do that, or some of them did anyway. To yeah, a certain some of extent. them did. A lot of I them think- aren't like as visible as like visibly, I would say, from a or visible from like a social media perspective as Robinhood is. Right? They like push it so hard, and Vlad's very vocal. Yep. So, and then you have people like Dave Portnoy who. And then attack. So it's like it just became everyone knew about Robin Hood after well, that. Well, I think Robin Hood took the the blunt hit of all of that. And I think it's really the I mean, it's really the first time the internet's been able to like get behind a single stock and right. drive it to that extreme for no reason. Which is actually kind of when you think about it, kind of surprising it took that long. I know, really. I mean, it just shows you how powerful the social media is. Yeah. Right. Is. Yeah. And yeah, it didn't go over very well, but no, I'm still in Robinhood. I, I mean, I do like it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, my money's there. I'm not going to pull it out and transfer to another platform. I like it. I think it's simple. So yeah, which I think is, I think it's a benefit for most people. It, you know, a lot of the, there's a lot of other platforms that are really complicated. Yep. There's, I mean, I've, I've been on Robinhood for a very long time. I've been thinking about moving some things other places, but I haven't yet. Um, so that's that was a surprise. Anything else that kind of stands out, or uh, from a good, you know, good slash bad perspective? I guess. No, I don't think so. I mean, just trying to find which angle to hit, you know, and and where to stay, and what's a good long term play. And if you're going to trade, you know, what what are these some of these short term stocks that you want to be in and stuff? And I don't think anything was extremely shocking, really. It's more simple than what I thought it would all be. Than originally getting into, I thought it was much more complicated. 
And I mean, you, you learn as you go too. And with Robinhood, you unlock things and can do more things as you go. And, um, you know, some stuff to learn too is on the tax side, you know, um, definitely learned some things there, you know, when we submitted our taxes here in the last couple of months. And yeah. I mean, what was a big thing from a tax perspective you learned? Um, basically that you're taxed on every trade that you make. And I mean, if you profit off of that, then you're going to get taxed. But yeah, I yeah. think once you pull out, if say, if you were to pull all of your money out, then you're taxed capital gains, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's still things to learn there, but I mean, nothing was really shocking or whatever. Just if you're going to do it, dive in, learn. Right. I think now's a really good time to get in. I do. Yeah. I feel like as you look back over time, it's always like, it's always better now than, you know, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. Yeah. Um, so that's always a key thing. No, that's interesting. Especially that the, the taxes, cause you asked me about that and um, it's a little, it can be a little complicated depending on if you take things out or if you don't reinvest dividends and all that fun stuff. Right. It is. Kind yeah. of but it's not bad. It's not scary. If you have an account or, I mean, they're, they're going to take care of it for you. They're going to explain it all. So yeah, yeah, they do a good job of just sending you the documents you need to. Yep. Do you um, do you have a good rhythm of like how you invest? Is it like um, you know, every time you get a paycheck, or is it like like certain cadence you try to put money in, or is it random, or how do you usually do that? Uh, for the most part, it's pretty random. Basically, it's just on a <clears throat> if I have some extra money laying around, then I'm going to throw it towards the stock market. But you know, eventually, I'd like to get on a monthly you know, where you, um, put in a, put in a little bit of money each month, you know, I think that'd be the yeah. best route to go. Yeah. And that's, I get surprised. I do the every, I think I do every two weeks. Yeah. Every two weeks. Same. Um, it's just, it's funny how, um, it, you don't realize, I don't know. There's, there were times in the past where maybe I would do it monthly or, uh, for the longest time I was definitely random. And then I would realize I'm like, shit, it's been like two months since I actually put anything in. And you, you realize how like, you know, quickly it can compound, when you just put, even if it's a smaller amount and it's been very interesting for me, it's been a, I used to do the, um, in Robinhood, you can do like automatic deposits. So right. if you get paid every, whatever, you could just set it up the same day you get paid at a, you know, whatever amount of money you want goes directly right. in. Um, I personally like moving it. I like moving the money manually just so I know what's happening and I'm not surprised by anything, but, um, it's kind of a cool, a cool thing you can do too. Um, anything, any, any big, any stock right now that you're like super hot on or super, I think last time I'm trying to think what we talked, I, I can't, I have to go back and listen. You had a company last time you were super hot on. I think it was electric vehicles. I haven't heard you talk about that as much lately, but anything new and exciting that you're fired up about? Nothing new. I mean, I'm still really big into the electric vehicle market for sure. I think it's the future. And I think a lot of things are going there. Um, if I could I heard you say that when we were in college, I would, I mean, it's funny to think back now. I, <laughs> do you remember everyone's, thoughts back like 2013 2014 yeah. around electric vehicles it was like that's not gonna be a thing do i want to own one absolutely not am i gonna invest in it yes that's fair that's fair that's <laughs> yeah. fair there you go yeah. there you yeah. go and another good one i um i really like is pen yeah always i've talked is about that, and is that just because of the barstool guys and the barstool stuff <sighs> yeah and i think dave portnoy has so much power and he's capable of so many things it's just i don't know if it's ever gonna stop so I think that's a good leeway into the next thing I was going to mention today. Um, so since we last spoke, I, I've told you all this, I think off the air, but um, came across much more of the Barstool like ecosystem than I realized existed, including um, Dave's podcast, which is hilarious. If no one's listened yeah. to that, the Dave Portnoy show with Eddie and co is, is honestly, I've been, I've listened to it for like two weeks straight. It's like all I listen to right now. Yeah. It's just funny and it's a behind the scenes of what they're doing. Um, and I, you know, I didn't know the whole situation with Penn. So learning that, um, yeah, it's kind of remarkable. It's kind of like, it reminds me of Robin hood in a way where it's, um, social, a social media company and people who are much more involved with that influencer social media world, getting into old, the old school boys club casino world. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because, you know, you showed me or you kind of got me on a DraftKings. And I remember I had we had touched on it in the last episode. I had, you know, done some stuff with FanDuel, but not really Sportsbook. Then for the Super Bowl this year, I got on DraftKings and did a few things. And then just this last weekend, I was like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, Barstool Sportsbook, the pen, pen app, essentially, 
was available on iTunes. So I, in Illinois, so I downloaded it and it's so good. And it, it all ties in with their social media stuff and you can like bet along with them and they're talking. It's like, it's ingenious. It's uh, I'm with you. I think Penn's and just with his voice and all of Barstool's voice and they have so much, um, they have so much equity in it doing well that it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. It's actually, it's a pretty cool story. I didn't know the whole thing. Man, they have a lot of stuff. Every angle you can take off. And they're just, they're constantly coming up with new stuff. I'm actually, I'm wearing the Barstool fun sweatshirt. I forgot I was wearing Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. what a powerful platform. I mean, outdoors, they have Barstool Outdoors. And they have so many podcasts. We were just talking about it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Podcasts they have. And There's just so these, many. <laughs> these little videos that they do, it's just and like rough and rowdy. I don't know if you've seen that. They're, I've uh, heard about it, but I've not seen it. It's nuts. <laughs> and then their their platform now, their uh, sports betting platform. I've never been on it. You said you've been on it for about a week now, I think. Yeah. And, I'm uh, 0-4 since I got on it, so I'm on a hot streak. Horrible start. You can thank Big Cat for that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that, Big Cat. Yeah. Losing yeah. at the end last night, that was devastating. But, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? I told you not to do it. You did. You did. Well, no, you told me it was a good bet. But I said, said UCLA good was bet, but I said UCLA is hot. Yeah. Yeah. They look like a team that's just in March that is just on fire and they're, they don't fucking lose. And it's annoying. Yeah, one every year. Yeah. I actually used to like, used to be a huge UCLA fan. I like UCLA, but that was a bummer. No, but yeah. they're crazy. I mean, they really are like they're, and I thought it's, it's interesting listening to Dave's show because they're just always his whole thing. I never, re- I thought his thing was always just kind of like being the funny guy and the sports guy, but like, He's just a content guy. Like, and he talks about it on his own podcast. He gets like fired up when people like aren't producing blogs and content and aren't putting out episodes. Like that's all he cares about is like this, this content machine. He's just like, he's kind of like Gary Vee, just like noise. hundred percent. And he's yep. like, if you're not everywhere, you're nowhere type of thing. Yep. Um, and so it's really interesting to see. Yeah. So Penn will be an interesting one. Um, how do you feel about like the other guys like DraftKings and, and some of the other stocks that are in that, that world? I think you're still going to keep going. I really do. I, I think sports betting is becoming so big. And one of the bigger reasons to, I mean, bars huge. not to cut you off. You're closer in this. Where did that all come from? Because I Where feel did, like I just like sports betting. I feel like I didn't know anything about it until like, honestly, you mentioned it probably a year ago at your wedding. And that's the first time I like heard about it, but I didn't, I mean, I didn't get into it until maybe late football season, just like right. tried it on FanDuel and I was I don't know. I, 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 where did it all of a sudden, do you know the story behind like, how did it all of a sudden become legalized and like it's on phones now and it's. No, I, I really don't. But like, I mean, I think Barstool has made such an impact on that. I mean, just think about it all yeah. the, like, like that's all they talk about. It's all they do really for the sure. most part. Yeah. And it's right. just, I don't know when we were in college, it wasn't even a thought, you know? No. Can you how imagine if it was, how much fun no, that would be? I mean, we didn't have a lot of money, but honestly, I would have probably rathered or, well, there, I'm sure there have been weekends where we would have just gotten a case of beer and come back to the place and sports bet and watch the games over mm-hmm. even going out to the bars. Like, I think that would have totally been for college kids. Yeah. I mean, it's fun as shit. Yeah, but no, I mean, I knew it existed back then, but like it, I don't even know if, I have no idea what year like FanDuel and uh, DraftKings were even started wasn't it like under the table though back then like i remember i remember in high school i had a neighbor who he he knew how to do it and one day i was over there and we were i think we were working on homework and his dad always did it but a guy would literally come over to the house and they had paper tickets and you'd like fill them out and then there's guys too like a bookie yeah yeah, that's what he was he was a bookie and i was like well you would like because if you watch some older tv shows and stuff like for example i don't know why this pops in my head but two and a half men Okay. Charlie yeah. Sheen, he, he's a big sports better on that show. Oh, I guess and, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, that show took place in what, like the early, mid, late 2000s or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and he would always be like, he, he's like, I got to call my bookie and put this bet in. So oh, I never realized. Did. I guess I didn't realize that's, I didn't, I didn't did. catch it. But oh, like, if you would have told us in college, if you had heard somebody say, what's the spread? We'd have been like, what? What are you talking about? The spread? Yeah. No idea. Yeah, having had absolutely no idea. No. So it's becoming big. And I think Barstool is a big pusher behind it. 
And yeah. I still think it's going to continue to grow. I mean, even with their platform, they, they said Indiana's coming soon, maybe by summer 2021 here. Yeah. Um, I don't, and I don't really understand that process. Like how all of a sudden it goes from probably a bunch of legalities and stuff. It's gotta be right. It's gotta yep. be just a whole thing. So but, interesting. It's a lot it of fun is. though. I mean, there was even, I mean, there's just been games in the last week that I've just bet on for fun, a couple bucks. And it's like, it's crazy even having a couple bucks on the line, how much more fun it is to watch a game and you get like fired up and frustrating and frustrating. I totally get it though. I get the hype. I get the whole, it makes sense now. It makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Just like the other night I was sitting on the couch watching the game and uh, I can't remember who it was, but they hit a game time three at the end at the buzzer to send it into OT and you were texting me uh count your money already unbelievable yeah oh yeah yeah i was oh yeah i was it was in the bag it was done no i took the money line and then yeah they hit it at the buzzer i was like you gotta be shitting me yeah but it's crazy how accurate vegas is with some of the odds like there was a game i think on uh it was either over the weekend or it was like last thursday or friday i can't remember but i mean the, they like the over under they hit it they hit it the over was like 168 and a half and the, the score ended up being 168 and for some reason they didn't foul one more time and they totally should have it, it was like one of those things I'm like that is crazy it is stupid yeah it's wild it makes it's, it makes it hard that's why it's why it's a gamble it's betting. yeah right yeah. it's just betting yeah yeah we don't really uh-huh. talk about that a lot on here but it, it you know the 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 hard thing for me is when I think about putting any money into gambling, I always have to think of it as like, this is just no different than me going and like spending money on random shit at the mall or something versus it's, it can't be like anything out of my investing pool because that no way that's now that's dangerous. We talked about that a little bit last time too. You almost got to treat gambling like fun money. That's all it is. Yeah. Cause it's like, if you win sweet, you know, like I'm, I told you last time, I'm not up by a lot, but I, I've doubled what I put in pr- primarily pretty much because of the promos they've ran. I mean, I don't even know what happened on the sports book app. Like I told you, I, I lost my money last night and I woke up this morning and I got a, it just says, it just says bonus added and, and I got my money back. I was like, whatever. Take I was it. like, sweet. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, I have not been a single college basketball game in March Madness. None, zero. Yeah. I hate call. I hate betting college basketball. So this is funny that you say that. I'm the opposite. I didn't watch a single game all season. Not even Purdue. Didn't have one game on one time this year. Yep. I don't know why. I think just the COVID and everything just wasn't into it. And then March Madness, I've been addicted to. I've watched like so many games. Yep. I feel like now it matters, and I am gambling. Maybe that's that's what helps. Yeah. Um, I could see how this could get addicting though, because like I mean, it goes down to everything. Like. I could see it on like Sunday watching golf and coming down to like the last few guys and betting on who's going to win baseball. I mean, everything you can do it on anything. Yeah. 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 College basketball is tough because you never know who's going to show up. Who would have thought? What do you think is like the, not the easiest, but what do you think is like the best? It's whatever you like. I don't think, I mean, I watch NFL so much. That's probably the easiest for me. Okay. Like, are you up? You think as a whole, since you started it? On football? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? College basketball is absolutely destroying me. But overall, you're up. Uh, yes. I, football is the savior for that for me. College oh, basketball has totally ruined my – yeah. I feel like most people I talk to are like, oh, no, I've definitely lost more money than I've – like, I've lost more. Yeah. But, but not the case for you. You've won – you have that. You think overall you've won money. Uh, Probably, yeah. I've never really sat down and figured it out. I mean, it's yeah. – I don't throw that much money at it. So I'm really not that worried about it. It's just for fun, you know? True. But, true. Um, yeah. Football's where I want to be. And I just, I got burnt so bad on college basketball the past couple of years. It's just like, I'm done. You're just done with it. Yeah. Yeah. NBA is not bad, but you never know who's going to show up on those games or whatever. They, they sure. seem to dog some a little bit, but right. <clears throat> right. Makes sense. Fun stuff. Um, I am going to do, I haven't done this yet either, but I wanted to show you them. Have you tried my sponsor routine yet? I have not yet. So this, these guys are the shit. I love them routine. So this is like, have you, do you try any of like the hydration packets? Uh, yeah, I'm very, I, I actually drink some every day. Um, which oh is probably the most common. It's probably some any. sugary shit. Propel. <laughs> that is not the one I was expecting you to say. Hell, I don't know. That's just like a not. I don't think that's a super popular brand anymore. 
Really? I could be totally wrong, but that one I, does not ring a bell as one that would come across my radar as a popular oh, one. They're good. These guys are great. Jake was on the podcast. Um, it's cool. I'm, I'm going to read this off to you. So zero sugar. There's an organic lemon, apple cider vinegar, and then a little dash of sea salt in here. Pretty good, huh? Me and Kelly are addicted. Like we both yeah. have at least one or two a day. Um, I do a little pre-read, but I was just gonna—I was gonna show you on the air here. Um, yeah, literally, just dump this bet. Jake and the, the founder of it, and, and usually the way they frame it—it's called morning routine because it's like first in the day and gets you like rehydrated. You like yeah. apparently you lose like I forget what it is—a pound to a pound and a half of body weight while you sleep because you sweat. Right. And this is supposed to help you just rehydrate, but I have not had enough water today, so I'm gonna make one. What do they sell for? Um, that's a great question. You can get 30% off your first order with uh code. Where is it here? Um, code Shane White 30. Nice. So try it out. They come you know in, they come in like those stick, like the sticks I just showed, and then they yeah. come in like a big bag of 30 of them. Nice. Yeah. No, maybe I'll give those a shot. They're sweet. Of- they're oh. really good. And they're, they're cool. They're a real, they're a small company. They're actually at a crown point. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jake, my wife's from up there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they're from Crown Point. Um, he had another business in the CrossFit world. He made it's this company that uh, made like these. They're like grips that you put on. They go over a bar. Oh yeah. And they're cr- they were crazy popular, like the most popular by far in CrossFit. And then he left and started this. So nice. it's sweet. They have all kinds of cool stuff. I know you love vegetables, so they have um yeah, they have a super green smoothie mix. It's like a little thing you pour, again, you just pour it in water and it's like it gets your full day of fruits and vegetables and a drink. It, it actually tastes amazing though, too. I'm not bullshitting you. Yeah. Good. So you should check them out. They got all kinds of stuff. You probably don't take vitamin D or C, I'm assuming. I do actually. Do you? I do. What do you take? I'm blown away. I, that's not usually your little, your repertoire. Um, or have you I'm changed? All, I'm all on the vitamins and all that stuff every day now. Mm. Every day. What do you take? You know what? I don't have any idea. My wife gives it to me. says <laughs> for you and I throw it well, down the hatch and off we go. Well, big news. I mean, this is big news, breaking news. You had a, you had a little medical mishap since we talked Man. last. Yeah. Well, that- that's probably why she's probably trying to make sure you don't die on her now. When was, when was our 100th episode? Was that in January? It was it was uh, like a day before New Year's Eve. Oh, it was? Okay, so it was at the end of December. Yeah, yeah so a yep. lot has changed. Um, so, yeah, no uh, shit. Yeah, I'm without an appendix now. <laughs> it's the last podcast. It is literally not here anymore. No, it is gone. And uh, Scary what, story, maybe, though. Um, yeah, kind of, I guess. I didn't realize how uh, serious it was. I was going to say, it sounded pretty serious slash scary when he told me. I had no idea. I had no clue. I mean, I knew what appendicitis was, but I just, I didn't think about it. Yeah. So I'll just run through the story of how I felt. So if anybody's listening to this podcast and they have a question on like, hey, why am I feeling like this? Might be it. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah. No, this is good. A little PSA. So I was actually sitting at a agriculture conference and I'm like, I don't really feel that good. You know, like it's. I'm still standing up and everything's fine. I just don't feel that good. Okay. Like it, it was like a stomach ache. Kind just of like stomach. an, just like a normal achy stomach. Normal stomach ache felt like you had some gas. If you burped once, it felt like you would be done with it. Oh, okay. Oh, so like pretty mild. Yep. And then it got a little bit worse, like to where it's like, okay, maybe I have the flu. And the gas was so bad. The stomach ache was so bad. Like I was trying to make myself throw up, couldn't throw up nothing you try to make yourself throw up oh yeah oh i didn't hear this part okay yep and uh by day like two or three i was on my hands and knees on the floor um because my stomach hurt so bad and like i i still lift weights or whatever obviously and like my (laughs) whole yeah my whole right side was like it felt like a big muscle pull Oh, you tried like working out through this? No, no. Oh, no like no, it no. just felt like after the stomach ache, well, there still was a stomach ache. It felt sure. like a big muscle pull. And I'm like, okay, maybe I pulled something and maybe I have the flu. Not a big deal. Double whammy just happened to happen at the same time. We'll get through this. Yeah. And um, after a night of being on my hands and knees, uh, my wife suggested that I go to the doctor, which I hate going to the doctor. Sure. Oh, yeah. Most I would say this sounds sexist, but most guys, I feel like, fall into we're that huge. category. We're, yeah. we're bad about that. I have to be near death to go to the doctor. 
Yeah, right. And uh, so I went down there and uh, they're like, okay, you know, we're not sure what it is. We'll give you some like acid reflux type stuff or whatever. And then we'll send you to the hospital to get some blood work. Did some blood work. Next day came back, white blood cell count was high. They're like, okay, we're going to send you in for a CT scan that evening. Went in CT scan that night and I started feeling a lot better. Like the stomach ache was going away. It just felt like I still had a pulled muscle. Okay. So I felt fine. Went to scary. Work. Yep. Went to work that Friday morning and they called me, the hospital called me and they're like, you need to get down here right now. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, all right. So got my appendix ripped out. Did they say why your symptoms were getting better? Was that bad? They said, um, on the CT scan, it really didn't look that bad. And they gave me the option to treat it with, um, medication. They're like, maybe we can treat this with medication and it'll go down. Like the swelling of your appendix will go down. And they're like, or they're like, there's a 60% chance of that working. And then, Oh, that's not great odds. That's what I thought. And I'm like, just, I told the doctor, I said, just get it out of me. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, what's the chance of it like flaring up again? Probably high. That's why I said, let's just get it over with, be done. Yeah. 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 That's smart. I mean, I, for a month, I mean, your abs hurt so bad. It's three cuts. And, um, I mean, I still, I still, (laughs) for a month, you're not allowed to lift more than 20 pounds. So basically like your, your PR max ish. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like still to this day, I can't remember when I had surgery. I think it's been six, seven weeks, seven weeks now. I I think I talked to you like pretty early in the year and you just had it. Yep. So seven, eight weeks, I think maybe somewhere there. Um, I still can barely do abs. Oh, I bet that's going to screw you up for a long time. Any ab exercises, I can barely do them, but uh, everything else is fine now. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. I don't ever want to go through Scary shit, right? Yes. But if you leave it in there, if you, I mean, if your appendix ruptures, I mean, it's basically it disperses all these toxins throughout your body. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no likelihood of. You have to peel you open down the middle and clean out all your organs, all that stuff. Oh, that's what happens? Which is, yeah. You, oh. you have to clean everything out and all the, was it like bacteria maybe? Oh. Because if you don't, you'll die. Oh, I didn't know they like cut you open that way. Yeah, if it ruptures, they have to cut you open in the middle. Yeah, I just get it out. So I thought. Yeah, I'm just going to take that out and move on. Yep. Fuck that. And if you have to, if you go that route, if it ruptures, then you're in the hospital for uh what they say like a week or two? <laughs> oh my oh Which i'm sure I, they gotta keep an eye on you too just to make sure nothing well yeah works, i had to right? do an overnight stay and the only thing i think i ever asked the nurse is what am i getting out of here like i, I cannot imagine you as a patient in a hospital nope not at like, our age i can only imagine what you'll be like when you're old it's gonna be well, fun they, yeah i just every time the nurse would come in the room i'm like i'm ready to go like i'm good <laughs> yeah for everyone listening who doesn't know andrew personally he's very impatient when he doesn't get to get, well you're really i mean you're a homebody number one yeah you, you never even enjoyed staying at school let alone a hospital oh. so i can only imagine um, oh, brutal. i'm sure you were trying to figure out squirrel your way out of that place as quick as possible yeah and i mean well and not- you did it in the height of i mean covid was kind of still bad right so i think you were telling me too like no one could really come in for very long it was like kind of a mess no, I, Brittany could come in and sit with me there before my surgery, but after surgery, she was only allowed to stay for an hour, whatever difference that makes. I have no idea. I love that. That, that, when you told me that, I'm like, oh, that logically makes sense. An hour. And then she stayed with me for an hour after surgery in my room, and then she had to go. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. <laughs> how does that make sense? <laughs> I mean, whatever. There's whatever. been some crazy shit that I, I feel bad for anyone who's had like major things like that during COVID. That's got to be just. Awesome. Like if you had uh, a baby or something during coronavirus, like I, yeah. could, I know I had a lot of friends that did, and it just ugh, seems like that would have been a mess. One mess. So I've had enough of the hospital fix for now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tired of well, that. Well, so that's number one. I mean, that that was big news that we had to talk about. Uh, yeah. But then number two, uh, really earth shattering news. New gig for you new gig, big gig. new gig whole new like world you're in so maybe walk through that real quick what you're doing and we can dive into the specifics it's been a hectic winter really i was gonna say we, yeah there's been a lot going on a, a career change and um the surgery in the middle of all of it good time to throw a surgery on 
you know. that's what I thought. And I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to focus on getting my real estate license here. And then yeah. you throw this in the mix. It makes it even more difficult. Yeah. That's, that was, a, that was a, when I heard that, I was like, Oh shit, you're like going right into trying to start something. I mean, that's just a bummer. It was brutal, but we made it. We're alive and we're moving forward. Yeah. Perfect. Boom. Good yep. mentality to have. Yep. So no, just started with Whitetail Properties right in the middle of February. So that's a real estate company based out of Pittsfield, Illinois. Um, they focus in farm, ranch, recreational ground, timber ground, all that. Um, you know, something that they're not known for, but we do do is sell uh, uh, rural homes. So we do do that. Rural as well. only, like you. Yeah, you don't so really, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, I mean, we really don't sell anything within city limits and all that stuff. You know. Sure. Um, I know some guys on the Whitetail Properties team. They've gotten to some commercial real estate and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, just trying to expand business like that. But no, so far, you know, I love it. You know, Whitetail Properties is a really good company. Um, the support system is second to none. Um, their marketing is amazing. And, you know, I don't know if a lot of people on this podcast or whatever um, know the outdoor industry very well, but Whitetail Properties is, you know, number one, in my opinion, in uh, hunting real estate and farm real estate. Yeah, I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't know like hunting in rural real estate was like, it makes a ton of sense, obviously. I just never had thought about it until you brought this up to me. I didn't even know this was a passion of yours for the longest time. So I thought it was cool when you when you told me. Yeah. And I mean, it's not it's, it's something I never really thought of. Like I wanted to work for so White Hill Properties, I think, have been going since like 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. Okay. And I first Early learned about White Hill Properties when I was in uh, college. And oh, I mean, okay. they, they create, I mean, they have a TV show on a sportsman's channel and they do tons of social media stuff. So, oh, they have a show too. I didn't know. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. They have a big hunting show and all that. And I mean, so they've, they've kind of like integrated their like real estate in with that community. Um, show for hunting. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's a real estate company first, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. But I mean, they have a hunting show and stuff as well to push out content and they feature some properties on there and stuff too. Nice. But I mean, I, I first found out about Whitetail Properties when I was in college and I used to watch all their hunting videos and stuff like that. So I'm like, man, it would be so awesome to work for these guys one day. Yeah. And, you know, leading up to this event, you know, I applied to Whitetail Properties probably a couple times uh, throughout uh, college or right out of college. And then finally, I, I kind of gave up. And then um, out of pure luck, uh, their staffing specialist, um, she messaged me on LinkedIn because she saw that I liked their page on LinkedIn and wanted to be know if, wanted to know if I'd be interested in working in a territory in Indiana. And I'm like, well, absolutely, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a three-step interview process and um, got hired on after that. I got my real estate license and here we are today. That is sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. So it's kind of like a dream job sort of thing. I would say it combines all my passions into one. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask next, next is um, I guess I never thought about combining a, uh, a hunting show with the real estate. Like that combo seems interesting, but it must just be, be because the clientele they're going after for the retail side or the retail, but like the real estate side is also people who are into hunting, right? Is that what, yeah. is that the connection they kind of made? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. You know, yeah. cause I mean, every deer hunter dreams of owning their own property one day. So, I mean, I think it just goes hand in hand. Got it. Oh, it makes sense. Instead yeah. of, cause like if you don't, then you're obviously asking someone else to use their property or you're going on public land or something. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So everybody's dream, you know, every hunter's dream to own property or whatever, but back to combining, you know, all of my passions into one I've spent, you know, the last six, seven years of my career outside of college, you know, in the agriculture industry. So yeah. you involve that in real estate too, because we sell farmland. And then, you know, hunting has been a big part of my life. So you throw that in the mix, right. land management, all that stuff, you know, it just combines everything into one. And, you know, I like seeing people happy, reach their goals and uh, get their dreams and stuff. So to bring properties to these buyers, you know, it's so cool to see yeah. people get that opportunity and to provide them with that, help them through the process. Oh yeah. It sounds sweet. So, so what, so what area are you covering that you're doing? So I got thing? a 12 County territory, Northwest central Indiana, basically stretches from um, Logan sport, Indiana, all the way down to the Northwest side of Indianapolis. And then it's all the way to the Illinois line from there. Okay. 
Got it. 12 counties. Yep. So it's a big, big wide variety of, you know, different terrain and stuff. You know, you get down south, kind of northwest of India, it's got rolling hills and creeks and stuff like that. And then you get up by me, it's primarily farm ground and stuff, you know. That's wild. And I mean, it's like a big space. And and you were explaining this to me on the phone one time. You said uh, you're essentially like the only agent in this whole area, right? Like this is like your region. I'm the only agent. Wow. And that's, and that's why it's nice to work for whitetail properties because, you know, the traditional real estate company will take as many agents as they can get and just cram them into one area. Yeah, sure. We're like competing against each other. You're not competing against each other. We're all the same team. We're trying to help each other out. I mean, you know, you're still, you're still competing against other agents in the area. Sure. But you're not competing against your own, which is nice. It gives okay. you a chance basically that, you know, it's your territory. You do with what you want in it. Right. And then are there a lot of other companies that have them in your area or is that also oh, yeah. a rarity? There is. Oh, yeah. Quite Certainly. A few. Yeah. 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 Got it. Okay. But, but that even kind of goes to the whole like concept of being with the number one brand too, right? Branding and, and everything we've talked about today. Like right. being with Whitetail probably stands out a lot. Yeah, their marketing is just huge. And I mean, they've gained such a footprint in the hunting industry and outdoor industry that, I mean, it's just pretty well known. And, you know, a lot of people that want to sell or buy, I mean, one of the first companies they're going to think of is going to be Whitetail Properties. Got it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. And we obviously have had a lot of founders on the podcast. It, I, the the first thing that resonated with me when you were explaining it is like, you're kind of your own boss in a way too, right? You I mean, you, yeah, you really are. Could you yep. kind of explain like how it works for people who are even interested in real estate and specifically this type of real estate, like how it works? Yep. I mean, it's, you're still, it's basically your own company within a company pretty much. You know, and you've, you've got the backing behind you. I mean, you, you have, you know, all of the other agents within Indiana that can help you. You have your managing broker that you can go to. Then you have the corporate staff that you can rely on as well for help. And then, you know, the marketing team and all this other stuff. Got it. Okay. And then it's up to you to get the deals, you to find the deals and close exactly. the deals. Yep. I mean, they help you out with marketing and how to market and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's that was that like kind of eye opening for you, just the whole marketing world, just going from what you were doing where that wasn't even probably a thought to now. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I didn't think. I mean, I had a little bit of an idea of kind of how it went and stuff, you know, because being from rural Indiana, you get mailing cards all the time from real estate agents, basically saying, "Hey, I'm here," you know. Sure. Oh yeah, like the mailers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a really big part of it, but for the most part, no, I, I think I had a pretty good idea coming in. I mean, some stuff that's kind of shocking within the real estate business is, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, the paperwork. Oh yeah. There's so much. Is it more uh, for, is it more or less for this type of real estate versus like, uh, our, our residential houses? Uh, no, not necessarily. If it's vacant land, there's actually less paperwork. Got it. Okay. If, if it's a residence, residence, then yes, there's more paperwork. But I mean, at first it was intimidating. Like when I first, when I did my first deal, I was like, oh my gosh, you yeah. know, I'm like, how am I ever going to get this down? But now, sure. um, you know, I've been through a few and it's second nature. It's nothing. Now, do you, do you also have like, or does someone, or do a lot of your buyers use um, uh, like an attorney as well, or is it just the real estate agent that's usually handling? Um, it's, it just depends. Yeah. It just depends. You know, a lot just use a real estate agent, but I mean, yeah, just every deal is different. Got it. When I, when I came to Illinois, that was something I, I, I didn't realize like everyone here has an attorney, like yeah. everyone with every deal, with every, every house. When I came, I remember being like, oh, and there's a lot of people in Indiana, like family, friends that I talked to when we were, me and Kelly were buying our house that were like, never have used one, never. And I was like, huh, so interesting. And just, that was right. an interesting thing that I learned. Um, yeah. What kind of caused you, I mean, obviously it's, you know, this lady that, that, that worked there reached out to you originally well, after you had tried through college and stuff. Yep. Um, but for people listening, I know the, the first thing that you and I talked about months and months and months ago when you were, you know, kind of still looking into this concept and this idea was taking the jump, um, which, I, you know, we hit on here all the time. And with, with real estate, I thought it was interesting because for you, it's a little different in regards to 
I don't know, maybe like your lifestyle and the job you had and then jumping, but like, what would you tell people? I guess maybe I'll back up. Would you walk people kind of through just like your mental process? Because like you have a college degree, you had a salary job, you know, you've done all that stuff. What was kind of the the springboard to be like, I'd rather take the risk and see if I can do this. And then like the payoff, if it works type of thing. And like how you thought through that. Cause I think you're at a point in life where a lot of people are, where you just got married, you may be thinking about a family, like, you know, very right. common like place where people are trying to figure out what the fuck they want to do. I mean, it was a hard decision, you know? I mean, even though that it was my dream job, like I was super excited at first and all this other stuff. And then after you know, you get through the initial honeymoon phase of the whole hiring process. That's when reality hits. Yeah. And you got to start thinking about your future and financials and all this stuff. I mean, it's a big leap because like you said, I'm used to a paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the lifestyle that I was doing. I enjoyed it and I would have no problem going back to it if I had to, but I knew this is a company that I wanted to work for a long time ago. And the opportunity was literally looking me in the eyes and it was right in front of me. And it's just like, if I don't take this chance now, like I'm 29 years old, if I don't do it right now, then I'll never do it. Yeah. Down the road, I'll never do it. And I'll kick my ass, be pissed at myself. If I look back and be like, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I try it? Sure. It's scary. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a big leap and it's a big initial cost at first too. What, in what, in what way? Marketing. Oh, okay. Getting your name out there. Yeah. You know, and, and if I got lucky and I got a couple deals right off the bat, so that, that helps a bunch, you know, you got actually some income coming in from it. Sure. But if, All right. if you, if you didn't have a deal yet, you know, and they, and they, in the hiring process, they tell you and warn you this too. They say, you know, don't freak out if you don't have, you know, something like a deal made within the first six months of you being here, because it's just, you know, it takes time. Yeah. You know, you have to gain traction within your market and within your area, you know, to get business. And um, so don't be scared, but you do have to be prepared financially if you don't have any income coming in. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it's scary, but like I said, if I wouldn't have done it, I would have been so mad at myself down, down the road. Yeah. And now, you have to take that leap. And I, I saw a quote the other day too. It says, prioritize your life or someone else will. And that's kind of how I think love that. working for someone else's like I was to the point in life. It's just like my, my mind is constantly turning. Yeah. It's just like, what can I do to make it on my own? And it's not that I don't like working for somebody else. Like, that's fine. You know, it's a great way to live and it's a stable way to live, but I want to push it to where like I'm making my own decisions and I'm prioritizing my own life instead of someone else doing that. Right. Yeah. I get that. I don't want to give up my life for a salary anymore. I just want to go out on my own and try something at least. Yeah. I I think it's interesting to think about um, whenever you get, and I've heard a lot of people say this too, to validate it, but whenever you get a little ounce of making money on your own, that first time you get money coming in from something you created or did or the work you did, whatever. Yep. And then you, it kind of, the first time that ever happened to me, it resonated that I was like, oh, like when you have a career, not that it's a bad thing by any stretch, like you said, you're just, you're giving up your time, which turns into your life for yep. a fixed amount of money versus like trying to create that's like really the way i've always i've been thinking about it probably over the last year or so is like exactly that's really you're what you're your doing. life up for a salary yeah that's really what it is you're putting worth on your time which is yep. wild it is kind of wild to think and i mean like i said there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else but right essentially you're making them and their business success successful which in turn, you know, um, you are successful as well, depending on what your definition of success is. Hundred percent. Mine's different. Mine's not to make some somebody else or somebody else's company rich. Yeah. You know, I want to do that for me. I want to do that for me and my family. You know. Yeah. That's why I yeah. look at it. When you when you look when you're at a smaller company, I think you see it so much more even than a larger one. Because a larger one, there's so many people just doing specific roles. Exactly. When you get into a smaller one, and you realize you're getting you're just an expense on their books. And they're help, you're helping get something done so that they can, you know, have way more money and have the yep. nice house and the nice cars and just the nicer life in general, as far as a from a financial perspective. Yeah. 
It's really interesting. Well, it's, it's kind of funny to think, I mean, a year has gone by since we had you on the first time. I mean, investing has become a new avenue for you. And then obviously switching careers too. I mean, that's yep. some pretty major changes and I from think, a year ago. I think, I think real estate and investing goes hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, I this real estate market right now is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on that now that you're in it a little more and you're in your way closer than you probably have ever been? I mean, do you think it's going to stay this way for a while? Do you think no. it's kind of on a high right now? It's going to pop. Um, I think it's, I think land values are at a high right now. It's definitely, definitely a seller's market right now. hundred okay. percent. Like it is tough to come by listings. It is hard. It. And I listed two properties and they didn't last 10 days, either of them. Now, the one question I always love asking is, did it go above, did it go above the list price? Nothing has went above list price. I know a lot of properties that are because people are getting into these bidding wars because it's such a seller's market. Right. But I mean, the amount of phone calls that I have gotten on these two properties is just insanity. That's wild. It's crazy. And I get phone calls nonstop every day, multiple times a day, buyers looking for specific things, land, whatever. And And is is a lot of that organic or is a lot of that from your marketing, you think? Both, both. I mean, they're so, I mean, these buyers are so active on, on the internet and social media and I run social media ads too. So I've got some traction off social media. Oh, have you run social media ads? Yeah. Nice. And and I've got some guys call me and message me off that. It's just the amount of people looking for land right now is insane. So then for, that's, that's cool. So, so from like what you do, do you have, is it like, and I'm just curious, cause I think this is so interesting and I'm sure this is for any real estate agent and you know, anyone in the real estate world, do, yep. is there like one part of your job where you're like creating this like portfolio of, of, um, I guess it's, it's real estate that you're selling for someone. So it's, so, yep. so it's kind of like, this is like my playbook of places I need to like sell. And then you have all this inflow of people too, who are looking to buy. Right. And so you're, so you're, basically your goal is to get so good at this that when someone calls you to list their property, you already know who it's going to. Yeah. Yeah. I was going like to say you have is that big buyer list or contact list or like this guy's looking for this, call him, you know, there you go. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you could, because you have another list of people who've reached out at some point and like, Hey, if you find something with a, B and C call me. Yep. And then yep. once that you get that listing, you're like, yo, yep. you're like, yo, I know I where that's you. going. Yeah. Yep. That's the whole goal. And right now, since it's so so hard to get listings, like that's what I'm doing is just growing a buyer list. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily where you want to focus all of your time. Like right now, don't get me wrong. I'm just hammering marketing right now. Yeah. Okay. What are some of the avenues you're marketing? Because when you told me this the other day, it's funny to think about like, I'm so into, I work in the e-com world as people know. Um, So, you know, when I think of marketing, a lot of times I think of, Social media, you know, Amazon, some of that stuff, because we're selling a physical product. For you, what else does marketing include? So, I mean, it's no secret in the real estate industry, you know, the mailers, um, you know, that's 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 a big one. And just get it straight directly into people's mailboxes. Yeah. And then, um, you know, newspaper ads, you know, <laughs> you and I were talking about this the other day. You were making fun of me, too. And I'm yeah. like, well, a lot of these landowners, you know, they're getting older. Yeah, and they're thinking about selling, you know. So I mean, right. and that's that's who that's who you're targeting. I would say in, in a in a newspaper ad, but I mean, around rural areas, newspapers are still big. Yeah, you know, okay, they, they come here every week. Really? So yeah, and um, every week and, you get them once a week. No, you get a newspaper once a week. Yes, not once a day. Once a week. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. At least in our area. Wow. Yeah. I have a lot of neighbors get the paper. It's uh, it's daily. Yeah. Yeah. But no, in newspaper, I mean, you're targeting everybody, really, sure. uh, especially in rural areas. It's just the way it is. And um, flyers hanging them in gas stations, restaurants, you name it. Wow. Um, uh, social media ads, huge. Oh, I'm, I'm, huge. I'm assuming because everyone out there by now is on. Facebook, online. you know, yeah, for the most sure. part. It's, it's a monster. So, I mean, definitely focusing there, but it's just, just things like that, that, I mean, there's plenty of other things too, that, that we're doing, but, um, basically I'm just, I want to try a little bit of everything sure, to see sure. where my return's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But are you are you tracking that pretty closely? Just you know what you're spending, what your return is. Yep, absolutely. Because do you ask everyone that calls you, reaches out, like where they saw you? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Love it. That's really cool, man. That's yeah. exciting. So you're what? You're two months into that now. Oh uh, yeah, getting close to two months. Yeah. Wow. You've already got two deals done. That's exciting. Two deals done. I'd like more. How? What's the goal for the year? Do you have a goal or just as many? I would as like can? to get twelve by the end of the year. Okay. So basically, one months. a month. Basically. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty realistic, I think. Okay. Wow. That's exciting, man. Hopefully, we'll see what this market does. Oh, yeah. It's gonna flip. It could flip, and it could become a buyer's market where people are just listing like crazy. Which is that? Is that a bad thing for you? Um, it's harder to get a buyer. I would say okay. in that situation, really, um, you have more sellers and buyers right now. It's more buyers and sellers. Got it. Okay. So, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. Got it. That's exciting, man. That's fun. If, um, if people are like in your general area and they're, and they're listening or they're in Indy or Chicago or anywhere in the Midwest, how do they like follow you, get a hold of you, all that fun stuff? Um, I got a social media page. It's Andrew Mallott, Whitetail Properties, Real Estate, Indiana, um, on social media. And then on the website, you can find us too under agents, under whitetailproperties.com. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'll add all that to the show notes too. Yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. Anything else you want to add or share with everybody? I mean. No, I don't, I don't think so. Ton of updates today. Stuff, trying to learn real estate. And if people want to invest, land's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that's like the one I haven't, we hadn't really hit on, on here, honestly, is land. I think it's overlooked. I think so. I mean, I honestly, I wouldn't have thought about it because I guess maybe that's one thing to hit on before we finish up is, um, yeah. Like if, if someone, if someone has some money and they want to invest in real estate and they could do like an apartment complex, or maybe they want to throw into commercial real estate or land, like what's your perspective on all the different types now that you're in more of the land side? I mean, it's a huge investment. Don't get me wrong, but just punch your numbers, make sure that you're going to get your return on investment. Or, I mean, it's not even necessarily that. I mean, if you're at the age where you just want to buy a property and enjoy it, there you go too. You know, it's never a bad investment because it's enjoyment. And, you know, if you find the right right property to you, you want to get a return on your investment with farmland or anything, really. I mean, the options are endless. Yeah, because I mean, someone like me who lives outside of Chicago and I'm, I would be far away. If I bought property like in your area, what does that do? You have people doing that? Like, what does that look like? I get people from Chicago calling all the time looking for ground. And I can see a lot of people wanting to hunt on it. But I guess yep. also, I mean, if I bought property, is there like kind of an expected rate of return at all that you, I mean, um, I'm sure it's changing all the time, but like if I just bought, some property out by you and just sat on it is that usually i mean over time does it appreciate kind of like how houses do i'm assuming typically i mean you know back when my grandpa was farming you know i think ground back then was running 200 300 maybe sometimes maybe a thousand dollars an acre oh wow what is it um, now uh farm ground anywhere from six to fifteen thousand wow you know That's i mean crazy an acre and yeah. it's just it's crazy. And it, it, I mean, stuff's going stupid high right now too. And, you know, okay. and, and a lot of these people too are buying these tillable farms that uh, solar panels are going on. Interesting. And, and some of that stuff's running 1500 an acre at auctions, which is, you know, astronomical, but. So they're just buying land to put solar panels on? Uh, If they can, if the company contacts them and, you know, they can get it enrolled and yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily like something that you're guaranteed is going to happen. Like you have to do your research before something like that happens. But sure. Um, what about like wind farms? Uh, yeah. So straight west of my house, about forty miles, is nothing but a straight wind farm. Really, it's the it's the one that runs through sixty five, right? Yes. That Crazy. One. It is. Yeah. And I mean, that's a gold mine you know, and there's, they're still expanding. Wow. So, but could, like, if I even bought like, and maybe you don't know this, but could I just buy land and then apply to put one of those on my land? Or is it like town um, by town and city by city has to, like a, cause they're huge and they're loud. So like, how do you know how that, uh, how no, that I don't really know how that works. I think, I mean, you have to be within the general area. Don't get me wrong, but you're going to pay for it. You know, if it's close, anywhere close to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. definitely not going to get it bought cheap and then 
you're like, oh, I'm just going to throw a windmill up on it. You know? Right. So, well, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Like, because I'm trying, I'm trying to think like the purpose of people buying, if they like, you know, like for example, the Chicago example of like buying land out by you, is it like to put something on it to try to make more money or is it just to have and probably at some point flip or hunt off of it or something? Yeah. You know? Some people will buy it just to hunt and maybe they'll fix it up a little bit and make it better for hunting and flip it. You yeah. Know? Or, is that uh, a thing like like hunting land flipping oh, like house flipping is oh yeah you know you take a just a generic hunting property and add all these different things to it and implement them in and flip it sell for more whoa that's yeah. kind of wild do you but think you that would be, take so much like energy time and money to like get like equipment down and like takes a lot of time and money for sure yeah but but people do it too. and you know another good one is tillable ground you know, the way farming is right now, if yeah. you just invest in straight tillable farm and, you know, and does that just awesome. mean there's like no trees, there's no creek, like right. flat, ready to go dirt, right? Farmable ground. Yep. And Got it. You know, obviously you're going to find a farmer to cash rent that and you get income off of it every year on a per acre basis. Oh, so that's probably a huge one then I would think. It is. I would think for someone like me, like if I wanted to go down and buy a hundred acres or whatever, Yep. That's but you gotta time, get it but... you have to get it bought right too you know you're looking at so many percent return on it as well so yeah so okay if you could get the numbers to work out you get a decent deal and then you rent it out that actually that could probably be a pretty nice cash inflow for someone who doesn't even live in the area absolutely yeah if you how do you like keep an eye on it though um if you get a good landlord or not a if you get a, a good farmer not a landlord if you get a good farmer and you know they're willing to watch over it for you and take care of it mow the roadsides property upkeep and stuff i mean it's up to you to find a good one you know yeah it's gonna do a good job sure. and take care of it but because that would be my first question is like i wouldn't want to yeah. be there every weekend mowing so who's how does that all yeah okay got it well, so interesting I mean, there's tons of people around here. I mean, all I do, I mean, I do it a lot is I just click around on a plot map all the time. It's like, who owns that? And you look at their address. And I'm like, where's, you know, that's from States away. Oh, you can see all that online. Oh yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It just it's like has, everybody it has it just like plotted out. Like, yep. Got it. Okay. Yep. Wild. No, that's a whole new thing. I have never thought about. It's kind of cool to think about just like, it's a whole nother, you know, aspect of of real estate that and then i would assume like hunting ground is hunting ground like usually wooded and there's could be other components to it that's not just like flat farmable land right got it okay got it got it got it that's really cool huh learning some new stuff today endless possibilities i tell you what yeah exciting well andrew thanks for coming on the podcast man it's fun to do a third one this one uh i feel like last one not didn't get squirrely but we had a few drinks we're hanging out it was fun we did have a few drinks yeah 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 that was my first time doing that on here that was fun you know we got some big things coming up final four final four are you betting on it no come on did you really? see the spread? Did you see the spread on Gonzaga? It's four. I think it's fourteen or fourteen and a half. Before we go, I have to comment on that. So I haven't watched Gonzaga at all. You threw it out that they might be the best team that's ever played in the in the NCAA, and I laughed. Did you watch them last night? I did, and I watched just how cocky they are, and I did laugh a little because I mean they're like throwing flexes up after each dunk. They're just like they look like an NBA All Star team, to be honest. Like it looked like I was watching the highlights and it looked like LeBron and the, and the folks just, you know, I mean, they're just dishing it, dunking it full court th- throws. I'm like, what is happening? It, oh, was so, it was so ridiculous. They're unbelievable. But where did they get all these people? Like, who all decided to go to Gonzaga together? I have no idea. Where is Gonzaga? Uh... <laughs> Hang on. I was literally thinking about it last night. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't look it up, but I, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, because, you know, it's really common. Like, you see last night, UCLA, um, Michigan, like, two good programs. Like, yeah, those are going to have high-talented people. But, like, when you see, like, the, where's it at? Washington. State? Spokane, Washington. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. I did not. I thought it was Arizona for some reason. I was thinking it was either, like, Washington or, like, Utah for some reason. I knew it was West. Yeah, I did too. Okay, so there we go. But it just seems funny. It just seems like a very random school to, to get that kind of caliber people i mean 30 and oh that's pretty impressive man they're good so that'll be fun uh, i have baylor went in at all so i'm a little worried after watching gonzaga no, play. i don't think you need to i mean baylor's good yeah i think i think they'll make i think they'll both make it to the championship so i think my bracket's got a solid chance if baylor pulls it off i think i'll end up winning because i don't think anyone picked them besides me so yeah 
That'll be good. Yeah, that's that's coming up. What else is coming up? Cubs baseball tomorrow. Oh, is it opening day? Yes. I didn't know that. Very excited. I'm a big, obviously, huge baseball fan. I am. <laughs> you are. You are a Cubs fan too. Yeah, big one. Yeah. Uh, I think they're open. I think they're planning on opening partially this year for fans. Yeah, I can't remember what Wrigley Field was. I don't know if it was 25 percent. Maybe it could. It's be something coming. smaller for sure. Yeah. But I'm really at the fans back. Marsh Madison. Just not the same without fans. No, it is. It is great to see it, but it's not Love the it. same. Love it, but it's I, not the same. What, what's your thoughts on the NFL? They, they claim they're going to have fully packed stadiums. Please. Please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Please, that'll be man. interesting. If, if they can pull that off. I mean, I hope so. With the vaccine rolling out, it might be possible by the fall. You'd think. You'd you know, think so. You would think. I'm ready. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on. This was fun. Yeah, we will. Uh, I'll share out all this stuff so people can find you and um, hopefully you'll get some get some leads out of this that'd be pretty sweet hey maybe that'd be cool yeah awesome, some more man. people that's Get right that's right what we need that's right awesome buddy well i will uh talk to you soon thanks for coming on all right thanks man right. later